podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue green orb episode number 130 38 man it's been a long time coming guys we finally made it to the last episode of the Michael the Pre Friday because <laughs> I am setting sail guys I I'm, I have a 40 day trip around the world that I'm taking on a jet ski <laughs> and I don't anticipate survival. <laughs> so this is the last time you're going to hear from me. Uh, this episode is being released Monday, July 8th, and I will already be halfway through my trip at that point <laughs> uh, if I'm still alive. Uh, so uh, I, I had a great Memorial Day, I hope. <laughs> Backyard burgers, American cheese. Uh, what's the best cheese to put on a burger, Darren? Asiago. Asiago. I don't know why. It just sounds the fanciest. Oh, but you you don't actually. I don't eat meat anymore. I'm like I'm like. uh, You can still put meat on a veggie burger. You can, but it's just it's one of those things where it's like it's it's not worth it to just try to fake it. Oh, so you don't eat the fake? You don't do the. I don't really do. I don't do bread. I I have a really weird diet. I know. I I, what do you eat? Just like raw turnips. Constantly eat vegetables. Uh, I eat some cheese, I guess. Uh, I had good. Yeah, I had this uh this like veg I, a lot of portobello mushrooms. Mm. That's kind of like the basis. I'm still doing shrimp and salmon for now, but I'm like slowly working working it away. Working my way back. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh it's it's I miss eating meat a yeah. lot. When it's did you stop? About I think about a month ago now. Wow. A month and a half ago. So you could still have an opinion. <laughs> I'm the best no, cheese dude, to put I'm on a burger. New, I'm a new I'm a new man. <laughs> you've, right? you've lived your entire life. I am life. a new guy. <laughs> uh I am a <laughs> I'm a, this is this is me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what meat I looks don't. like. No, but I, I really I haven't been eating red meat in a long time. Nice. I, I've been eating a lot of like chicken mostly just for the last while, but uh burgers and steak and stuff like that have been out of my diet for well over a year. That's good. That's probably yeah, the best. I, I uh I'm weaning my I'm not weaning myself, I'm quitting. Slowly. I'm quitting like <laughs> Fast food, like I, good, yeah. Like I, I'm the kind That's of person that I'm bored. For, I have a, I, I have a half hour to drive. I'm, I'm stopping. Man, McDonald's I'm telling I'm you right now. That's how I started too. I was like, I'm just not gonna eat fast food anymore. And then it was, oh, I feel so much better. I'm gonna keep cutting out terrible things. And now I guess you, I'll still eat Taco Bell. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the, that. Uh, honestly, not even a bit here. That was the hardest one to get rid of because yeah. Taco Bell is just. It, well, it's the same thing, no matter what no. you get on the menu. It's it is. It's just a different assortment. Oh, I'm of, sorry. I of, thought you meant. I thought you meant there's nothing like. I mean, no it's other just like Taco Bell. No, there's there's no there. It's all just the same meat, cheese, yeah. and, and tortilla, just wrapped differently. Whether yeah. it's a crunch wrap or a regular taco or a quesadilla, it's all the same four yeah. ingredients that like they have but mastered. They're perfect. They have ma- yeah, and they're addictive. Is yes. the word you're looking for yes. probably? They're perfect. Is uh, the word I'm looking I, for. Yeah. <laughs> Potato, t- tomato. The potatoes at freaking Taco Bell are the yeah, best. I know, Spicy man. potato soft You're going to make me lose my diet Sorry, I'm habits. sorry. It's, okay. it's cruel what let's you're doing to me. Uh, let's move Wait, on. Let's move on. Isn't this a health, health food <laughs> podcast? Yes. Uh, no, yeah. I'm, uh, 
I do love grape tomatoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, a year from now, you're going to start with getting rid of the fast food, and you're going to be on the perpetual vegetable diet. I'm calling Maybe. it. Maybe. I but do like vegetables. I, I used to, when I was a kid, you couldn't put a vegetable in front of me. I, I'm the same way. But Maybe it's a Redford thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it is. That is true. We both are Redford boys. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's just like I realized because like when I was a kid, mashed potatoes used to gross me out. I used to gag at mashed potatoes. Mashed but really? But it's like, how Even, do you gag at mashed potatoes? Yeah, they're they're just amazing. Buttery and yeah. But I couldn't do it. They're, just uh, a, they're a vehicle for gravy. But like I couldn't, you could, I couldn't put any vegetable in front of me. Now I can eat it. You know, yeah. like it's got to do it. Snap peas, boys. Snap peas with some peppers. parmesan and a little bit of salt. Yeah. Bake for everything. Four fifty. Bake for 13 minutes, parm, light salt, yeah. the ultimate snack. I'm even a Brussels oh sprouts God. boy. I, like, I've been, put that stuff in the oven, bake them. Lately, I've been eating some Brussels sprouts. For a while, I, I was not a Brussels sprouts guy at but all. But you know but what I can't eat? I still can't do it. What? Broccoli. See, broccoli is like the backbone to everything I eat now because it's wow. just, it's so, it's like the mashed potatoes. I eat. It's a vehicle for anything. Wow. Yeah, it's it really is. Whether it's like an egg scramble in the morning or a stir fry, like broccoli is broccoli and portobello mushrooms take up like the the most I love, mass. I do love portobello. I I can't tell you how much I want to love broccoli. I know. I want because it's in everything, and it seems like it should be good. It's just it, you gotta you gotta train yourself with spices and seasoning you like because you can make broccoli taste like anything. It's just getting used to the texture and not oversteaming the it. The texture, I think, is really... Well, if you overdo it, it's like mush and it's garbage and it and just has trash. a bad smell. Yeah. I just don't... It's It smells like garbage. Yeah, and you, you get a little flatulent from, from the greens, too, no. which is something I don't you want broccoli farts. No, nobody does, but... <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> Broccoli's cartoons, man. Uh, fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Broccoli is for cartoons. So uh, just so, so any, I'm gonna set this up. Go so, for it. Um, we all know uh, Devin Rosney and and uh, our friend Mike McGadigan and Andy Reid, and uh, we we were we were up north, um, and we have we have invented uh, a new saying that we're gonna make happen, yes. which is. Um, this is something is cartoons. Yes. Like, hey man, this podcast is cartoons. Thank that you. means it's a good it's a good podcast. Yeah. Or uh, that haircut that haircut's cartoons. Your dude. haircut is cartoons. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think my haircut's <gasps> cartoons also. Yeah. Uh, so anybody out there listening, just make it happen. I don't care yeah, if you so agree. It's, you gotta it's start fun. saying this is yeah. cartoons. Uh, so if you hear me say that, just understand that that's what it means. Um, wow, I can't touch things on the table apparently. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, just bassy as heck. That's not cartoons. No, that's <laughs> totally not cartoons. Uh, I hope that the, the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is the vehicle for this is cartoons. Yes. The phrase I'll make it happen. As a classic American slang. I think <laughs> this is the jumping off. We are point. a trend setting podcast. Good. I, this is, I came to the right place to make uh, cartoons happen. Uh, Biff, Mary Kill, Broccoli Farts, uh, Season 2 of South Park on DVD, and 2018 Dodge Caravan 0% Do It Signing. Uh, I'm fucking that caravan. <laughs> that's all I know. Probably killing South Park, but that's a hard one. Uh, I'm married to broccoli. I, yeah. I, broccoli farts. Yeah, I broccoli am, farts. Because at least I got my health. Wow. I yeah. mean, yeah, it, it's that's. I yeah. feel like that's the only logical. That caravan's got curves. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's just it's it's practical. You know, yeah. I, I'm not lustful towards a caravan, no. but at the end of the day, I know that caravan can get done what I need. Yeah. To get done, there's a lot of places to put it. Yeah. The, um, the South Park DVD, yeah, the I mean, hole's too big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you've never <laughs> listened to the Michael the Pre Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. Never had a sculptor. I keep saying sculptor, but it's never been true. Do you want true. a sculptor? I can find you a sculptor. Find me a sculptor. I really will. I'll set out. I if anyone I... can do it, you can. Um, 
But they got to be yeah, good. They'll be a good sculptor. Okay, a professional good. sculptor. Okay. Somebody who has made a living. Good. Or a percentage of their living not, on sculpting. And they have to be like primarily a sculptor. Okay. Like I know I've had people on the show who are like. Mixed like media. Mixed media. Yeah. But they, like they do some sculpture. I forget this guy's name, but I did. Uh, so the, the, the there's anybody who's been to the Ant before, there's, um, there's concrete. Uh, tables mm-hmm. in the back. Those tabletops uh, used to be plywood, and my friend Dylan Miller and I remade those. They're metal and concrete now. But we worked in a local metal sculptor's shop to do the metal edges on those tables mm-hmm. when we were making them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that guy had some crazy badass like metal sculptures. So All I'm right. gonna figure out who that guy was. Yeah. See if I can get him well, on let's your show it for out. you. Thank you. Uh, it, the Michael Pivati Hour is also the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back. Everybody, that's, that's cartoons, bro. <laughs> that's so cartoons. Thank you, World Police, for enforcing this. I'm gonna perpetually pull you off on tangents all day today, and I'm sorry in advance. That's it's totally, a bad habit of mine. Totally fine with me. Great. Uh, so my guest today, uh, he is. Uh, I could. There's like a million things that I could call you. Uh, Do piece it of shit. right now. Go for it. <laughs> Start the list. <laughs> Top five of those million. <laughs> uh, Come on, actor, go. Actor, <laughs> director, writer, improviser, and last but definitely not least, the executive director of the Planet Ant, Darren Shelton. Oh, thank you. You are the 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 uh, man on top. Uh, who wow. rains down rulings, <laughs> rulings, a tyrannical upon... dictator. Yes. <laughs> you are, uh, as people you may know, Planet Ant, or uh, Michael Variety Hour is a Planet Ant podcast uh, thing. So Darren is the the daddy of the, the daddy. granddaddy. Uh, I'm the daddy of the podcast, but Darren is the granddaddy. All right. I'll Actually, I think Mike McGettigan is probably the granddaddy. So what am I? I'm as just... the director of the Planet Ant podcast. So you're like a. You're I'm like the, that 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 uncle that's cool to be around every couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, you're my but... cool uncle. But no, because that's so indirect. You're the great great. You're right, the well, great I'll, granddaddy. Thank you for these accolades. I'll gladly take them. Yes. Uh, it's flattering. Uh, so how does it feel knowing that your baby? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's it's. I I, I don't think it's my baby. Mm-hmm. I, I will start with that. Yeah. I think that my job as executive director of Planet is to. Um, you know, Planet Ant historically has been such a, a flowing thing, controlled by whoever is there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a very fluid organization, and you know, my job. Um, you know, I'm grateful to be executive director, but my, my job is just to listen to the people who are here and mm-hmm. active, and the writers and directors and the artistic community. Um, and I find myself saying this at a time, but it's like people are like, "How does this process work?" Blah blah blah. Uh, let I mean, we do one thing. We just let artists make art, and then, yeah. wow, art gets made, and it's good. Uh, wow, that's it's cartoons, shocking. Man. It's cartoons. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's cool. It's it's been <laughs> um, the last three or four years have been, you know, as you know, a time of like crazy growth, crazy and change. Growth. Uh, I mean, I think we've quadrupled our operating budget uh, and actually found ways to sustain and fund this organization yeah. um by you know uh tons of uh, you know it's it's been great it's been a ton of fun um and i'm super excited for the future also. heck yeah uh, me too there's 
let's take it back. Let's take it back to when the you were just up. The way back machine. We're getting in the way back yeah, machine. Yeah, we're that's, hopping in, baby. That's cartoons. That's so cartoons. <laughs> well, let's take it back to when you were a little bouncing bubbly baby. Got boy. it. Where did you grow up? Well, I know we. Are, I we I was uh, I was born in Redford. Yeah, uh, right down the street from you, probably. What street? What street did you live on? Indian. Indian. I lived on. Dang it! I now people on, are gonna know that. God way. damn it! They're gonna. You're gonna. They're gonna, they're gonna get a, a historical plaque in front of your house now. Yeah. Fuck. Well, no, I meant like uh, people are gonna try to steal my identity. <laughs> That's oh, one of. The, oh like. yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was on Hope Street over by St. Valentine right there. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're over near like Five Mile. Five Mile and yeah. Beach Daily. Wait, but you didn't go. To, you went to St. Valentine. You didn't I went to St. Valentine. Okay. This is this is true. I was a Catholic school kid. Yeah, uh, not religious though. Well, yeah, because um, you went to Catholic school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a weird correlation. Uh, how often you hear that, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in in Redford, uh, and. You know, did and, and you were the same did, age. Did nineties right? kids? I'm twenty nine. Oh, um, are you, are I'm twenty seven. I thought we yeah. were the same age. No, I'm older than you, fucking kid. <laughs> I'm a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, it's you, you know that uh, the, the the city, a lot of like bike riding, going to parks in the nineties, and oh yeah. Jumping around, not stuff. Just jumping, you know. <laughs> just standing uh, in the street. Just, just yeah, exactly. Jumping up and down. It's, well, Redford's such a weird little place because it is. it's so. Nobody talks about Redford. I agree, man. It's so. Uh, it's so strange because, especially then, it was such a, a border between Detroit and yes. you know the Livonia, uh, which you know, it was you know it it was so distinctly suburb and so distinctly not suburb at the same time, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. And a lot and and also with like. Um, well, the little river there too. There's this weird Rouge, little yeah. plot of of nature. Yeah, there right in the middle of all of it too. Yeah. So it's kind of like all the worlds. Right. And I, never, I never realized growing up that yeah. it was so unique. It really is. Uh, but it's also just like nobody even think. You no, know, people. I, I I tell people that grew up in the Detroit area. Like, yeah. I'm from Redford, and they don't know what nobody I'm talking knows about. It. We're, Redford was cartoons, dude. We're putting Redford, Redford back cartoons. on the map. Uh, I mean, Sufjan Stevens wrote a song about it, so it's got to be good. Exactly, and I'm familiar with it, but I would love for you to tell me about it oh. just to remind uh, Sufjan me. Sufjan Stevens, uh, <laughs> he's like a fantastic... No, I know who okay. that is. I don't know the song. Oh, you don't know the song, I, really? I mean, I do. I just I would love for it to be reminded of what the title is or something. <laughs> it's called Redford for Yaya and Peepo or oh, something great. like that. And it's literally, it's just an instrumental. I didn't know, see, I know that song. I didn't know if you it was listen about to it, If you listen to it and you just think about like going back to Redford yeah. at your age Got uh, it. and like driving around at night. That's okay. the feeling you're going to get. Great. It's amazing. I'm excited to um, relive that. But yeah, anytime you tell someone we're from Redford, they're like, oh, I love the theater there. It's like, yeah. No, that's not fucking. fucking that's not Redford. Ugh. That's old Redford. That's, that's my West reaction. Detroit. That's not cartoons when they that's do that. so not cartoons. It's understandable <laughs> that they feel like that, but I just want to fucking boss up when they say it, man. Yeah. Uh, get in their heads. But, you know, how does this. Tie it to Planet I guess is, is yeah. where we're going. Yeah. Before so uh, what, I, before I like, tangentially talk, well, how'd you about get interested in, in theater? As oh uh, man, uh, it's I was not interested in theater. Really? I never did any theatrical stuff in school. I never did any of that. I mean, I, I uh, so my parents, uh, Ken and Connie Shelton and Hal Soper, started Planet Coffee Shop in 1993. Uh, okay. Before it was anything. Oh, I didn't even know that your parents were the. Yeah, the, I mean the, my the um, man, it's funny. So Hal and my dad worked at uh, accounting firm. I want to say Pete Marwick or, or one of those accounting firms sure. downtown. 
And uh, they they were '90s hipsters, probably or whatever that equivalent is. Uh, and they uh, they were gonna grunge kids. You know, they were looking around at places to try and you know do some '90s stuff, like start a coffee shop. Um, yeah, that is very '90s. Very very '90s. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't. I was what three years old at the time, so I don't really have much. But there's all these stories you hear. But um, what happened was my dad. Uh, they didn't have the money for the building, but my dad. Uh, I guess he was parked on like a street parking in a busy road, and he opened his car door, and like a delivery truck mm-hmm. took his door off of his car, um, and so he got an insurance claim that was like serendipitously like either enough to get the car fixed or enough to temporarily fix the car and afford the down payment on the building. Uh, and you know, legend has it we had a a family vote between my two sisters, myself, and my parents on whether or not he should fix the car or start the coffee shop. And uh, I guess my mom and my one year old baby sister voted no, and my dad and my five year old older sister voted yeah. And I was the the at three years old the tiebreaker <laughs> vote for go for it. I guess he deserved that. I don't remember any of this. Spot. This is all told to me. So right. who who knows, man. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was that's that's how I, that's my my attachment to. I love that the one year old baby got a vote. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it had to be terrifying financially to to you know yeah. say okay, this car is barely running and fucked up, and this is our family's source of you know it's, in, I mean that's a, an important thing to have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, and it's not like Hamtramck is down the street, right? And it's you know, and they work downtown, and we lived in Redford, so you know, you, you need a car for yeah. uh, transportation. But um, so the coffee shop was what ninety ninety three to ninety five, I think that they they closed. <laughs> um, Mikey Brown, Mikey Brown moved to Hamtramck from I think Minnesota. Um, the week that I think he, he it was the day that the coffee shop opened that Mikey Brown moved to. You know, and again, these are all stories I've I've heard. Mm-hmm. So, don't don't quote me as all facts. I'm, <laughs> I'm the the relay of the story. But um, the way that I understand it is, Mikey Brown showed up in Hamtramck, was walking down the street, saw a grand opening sign for a coffee shop, and went in and convinced them to give him a job. And he was oh. the, the first manager of the coffee shop wow. a week later. Uh, and we all know Mikey Brown because he's, he's a legend. Well, he's a, you know one of the things that's great about. Mikey is, I will credit him as being, I mean, he's the one with, who brought everybody around. Yeah. I mean, he programmed the the coffee shop w- w- early early on, you know, I think the first year they won like best no cover entertainment uh, for Metro Times and stuff. Wow. And it was, uh, you know, Mikey was really the one who brought all the artists in. Mikey was the one who, who knew Keegan. Mikey was the one with the connection to... Um, you know the 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 music scene. Uh, so yeah, he He's, was he was really a a, a driving a, a driving force in, in making all this stuff, uh, laying the foundation that we we love today. Yeah. But the coffee shop closed in um, I think ninety five. Uh, you know, I think I wish there was a a, a glamorous reason, but I, I I would bet that they were just bad at selling coffee and running a business. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. Who knows? Maybe they... Uh, maybe there's some information out there that I don't know about. <laughs> um, so, uh, and that's when my, my parents stopped officially being involved at Got that it. level. But um, Hal Soper, who we also all know uh, as the founder of... co-founder of Planet Ant, uh, he, um, 
he has been a family friend of mine my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is my younger sister's godfather. You know, he's family holidays and stuff like that. He's right there with everybody. So he's 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 been he's the a, man. yeah. He's been a, a a great person in my life. Um, which uh, that we'll we'll get back to later on how I got back involved, kind of full circle with Planet Ant. But um, I don't know. I, you know, to hit some some important beats, uh, I got into construction, mm-hmm. not not theater. Uh, I was, I loved the underground music scene. I loved the the party scene. Uh, I worked in, you know, you know, I worked in uh, general odd construction jobs here and there. Um, and eventually later in my life, I, I worked more professional, uh, you know. Contracts, uh, subcontract, subcontractor contracts for some bigger organizations on some bigger projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was a, a builder for a long time before getting involved in the arts. But um, I, I, I um, you know, my my downfall was was the drugs uh, for oh. a long time, which I, I don't know that a lot. I don't, I don't talk about it a ton in the world, but yeah, I uh, know about that. Yeah, well, I mean, this Tuesday is Mark's, uh, you know, this coming Tuesday, so the day after this podcast is released, will mark my seventh year uh, clean from both alcohol and heroin. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Now, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's it's super, it's cool. It's it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing to think about. It's a lot of time. Yeah. But this, 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 the reason I bring that up in this context is because that's how I got back involved with Planet Ant. I was um, 22 two years old, early, early stages of sobriety. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of connections in the art world and the music world and stuff like that, but that's a tough scene to jump back into. You know, yeah. I, I was in, I went to rehab a few times and I lived in, um, I lived in some sober living for a while. And then, you know, I was at that four five, six, seven months sober stage in my life where I was trying to get back into the, the real world and mm-hmm. find these places that are, safe i guess for lack of a better term and um some skills i had to fall back on were building building skills and 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 um you know that was a a huge part of my life so i got a day job working at a um as as a lead carpenter at this uh this concrete factory in river rouge which is where i live now uh and also i did a lot of side work for hal at the theater um whether it was you know, fixing and Hal up was the holes. executive director. Yeah, Hal was. Yeah, Hal. I guess technically he was the president. We kind of changed the, the titles okay. <laughs> a little bit when uh, when the administration changed over a little bit. But um, so I, I was over there doing a lot of odd jobs here and there. You know, redoing the concrete tabletops in the in the backyard, um, fixing walls, installing the washer and dryer, doing plumbing fixes and stuff like that. And that is when I really. Um, Started making connections with folks like Mike and Sean and and Mikey and you know how it is being around these people. Yeah, it's you're once you're fucking in, miserable. Well, and also <laughs> it was one of those places um, where, especially in in early sobriety after dependence, you know, it's it's one of the things that is feeling. Uh, like a loss of identity yes, uh, in, yeah. in early sobriety. Yeah. Like, you know, I identified so much with my drug use and with the party scene mm-hmm. and with, you know, being that loud, big, confident. And, you know, I, when I first stopped doing drugs, I, I really lost a lot of that that confidence that I had in general. Cause I'm sure I thought, you lost a lot of connections. Yeah, and like, well, I thought, I thought it was... I thought that my confidence came from substances. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when I 
removed those things from the equation, um, you know, after the part of just getting through the physical, uh, you know, lethargy, I guess, uh, and whatnot, then there's this whole mental side of it where it's like, you know, trying to figure out your identity. But uh, the reason I bring that up is because in, in and around Planet Ant, uh, I, I realized very quickly that, like, people would listen to the opinions I had on stuff. People would, you know, I, I, there were, um, you know, it, it was all of a sudden I was, uh, uh, out of nowhere, I was just somebody doing side work here to, like, I was somebody who had a valued opinion um, and was encouraged to get more involved, uh, you know, and, and I went from just being a fringe involved to uh you know going off to the off to the races I, I you know there was one stretch in time where i think i went to 64 monday night improvs in a row oh my god yeah I and mean, well i was working 70 hours in a concrete factory and it was like you know that was my thing that was my one thing where i could get away uh you know i'm trying to rebuild my life and save up money and not go out and do drugs and Monday night was a thing every week that I could rely on that was a great time yeah. and there were people there that gen genuinely knew who I was and cared about me and it wasn't something that was rooted in doing drugs or getting fucked up um, and it was also a place where I could reintroduce myself to that world a world where alcohol is present a world where 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 drugs may be present but it's not about that it's about the community and it's yeah. about uh, building something bigger than any one person. And I I love that so much. Uh, and it's so, you know, it, it's it sucks you in. With, within no time, I was taking classes. Um, I At one point in time, um, uh, I was M Margaret, somebody I've known most of my life, Margaret suggested that I, audit I audition for uh, a play directed by uh, York, who was a former artistic director uh, at Planet Ant. And um, that ended up, I, you know, my my first real theatrical audition. For some reason, York took a chance on me, and wow. that ended up with me and Andy Reid and Doug Colbix doing The Aliens, which was that uh, Andy Baker show a handful of years back. But really, I didn't do m much outside of improv. You know, I, I performed musically a fair amount in my life, but, I mean, that really was my start at theatrical stuff um you know uh and and from there i just worked closer and closer with hal and mikey and the rest of the team and then um you know you've seen what's happened at Planet yeah. in the last few years it's and then total when, expansion. when hal retired in 2017 the board uh put me in charge maybe uh, the king <laughs> i i mean again i think that like i i think that it's not what they realized is, um, I, okay, I, I would say that that my strengths are uh, big, strong arms. Big, strong arms. A yeah. good haircut. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I understand the practical side and the artistic side. Uh -huh. I think, um, you know, not to. Uh, this isn't in a cocky or egotistical way. I just think I have a, a good feel for um, artistic endeavors and also understanding that everything you know, you can't just write a check without understanding you know balancing numbers spreadsheets and somehow reconciling that with artistic pursuits and understanding it's not about the money but yet the money still has to exist and mm -hmm. and um really there's so many moving pieces and just being able to keep keep a handle on those things it's one of those things that i i like math i was a kid who hated school but loved math 
Um, oh man, I was not like that. I loved yeah. school but hated math. See, it, it, <laughs> it well for me, there's there's a thing where if something has a definite answer, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if I look at running this organization like finding almost creative problem solving. How do you pay for something that inherently isn't going to pay for itself, yet there is obviously value in doing it? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody would agree that there's value. Everybody I know uh, and I work with would agree that there's value in the arts. I think, you know, there's there's bigger questions of how to promote that idea. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if people like it or not. Nobody's paying $30, $35 for a ticket. It's not like a classic market where you can just raise prices because yeah. people like it. Uh, I mean, we have to find a way to keep uh demand up and prices down yeah um and it takes a lot of creative problem solving to to figure out the the right combination of fundraising and grants and uh traditional revenue streams and merchandise sales and concession sales i mean it's a fine balance and it really takes a lot of it takes a lot of patience mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of risk taking uh and understanding that I mean, nobody that's a career planet ant worker is ever going to be rich in any way, shape, or what? form. I know. <laughs> it's a shock to you. Uh, it's a shock no! to everybody. I mean, it, it takes an ambition outside of... Um, Personal. Well, not... I mean, I would argue that I might... The value... Value exists outside of money. Yeah. And I would argue that I'm richer than anybody else I know in... The non-monetary yeah. stuff that's more important to me anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll find a way to pay my bills. I'm not too worried about that. I have control of my own personal time, which is, um, for me, invaluable. Uh, and additionally, I know there are people uh, in this community that, that trust me and that I can trust. And yeah. those relationships are more important to me than being able to buy a, a fucking big TV or something like that. Who cares? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Not to get too into the hell yeah man. Planet it's cartoons, dude. This community is cartoons. Planet is cartoons, <laughs> uh, and we uh, we have a fun. Uh, you know, it is. We just passed Labor Day week. No, Independence Day weekend. Uh, and wait, what? Uh, at the time of the release of this episode, at least. Oh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. And uh, <laughs> fuck, I missed the barbecue. Uh, and uh, in order to uh, kind of get a full scope of how people feel about this holiday, uh, we sent our very own Dinah Jones out on the street, and uh, she has a, a report. Uh, so here is Dinah Jones in your face at the Independence Day Parade. Thank you, Michael. I am here at the Independence Day Parade at this, our nation's delicious capital, the city of Lansing, Michigan. Magic is in the air here as thousands have gathered to celebrate the birth of this glorious nation. I spent the day exploring the streets, hearing the voice of the people and what this holiday means to them. Excuse me, sir. What do you think makes America a great place to live in? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Where there's good, there's also bad. I wanted to see what attendees would suggest to make America a better place. Excuse me, ma'am. 
In what ways do you think America could improve? <laughs> Truly amazing. Brings a tear to my eye. But nothing moved me more emotionally than the next answer I got when I asked what 4th of July means to them. from a true patriot. This has been Dinah Jones in your face, and I'm lost. Happy 4th of July. Back to you, Michael. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Dinah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to bring on our next guest in just a minute here, but did you guys know that my good friends, uh, and by good friends, I mean good friends of the show, Remnos, have released a new album, uh, just like a couple weeks ago now. I, I did know this because it happened at, at, yeah. at Hall. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they are a wonderful and amazing group. Uh, that, that album um, is so yeah, good. Waiting uh, on the Wind. It's amazing. Uh, I love it. Uh, and so we're going to play uh, one of the songs off it for you guys because uh, I love them and I want to marry them. Uh, so here is uh, Remnos with Greenland. Oh 
That's, that, that song's cartoons. That song is car- that whole album is cartoons. Yeah. Remnos is cartoons. Uh, uh, some of the nicest guys too. Yeah, by the way, uh, they're hilarious. Go back and listen to the episode where they were on. They crack me up. Uh, but uh, we are bringing on our next guest, uh, and Darren. I, I think you know this person. Of course, absolutely. Um, uh, you we guys go- were talking a lot before we came on, and yeah. like you, you go back a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Be, it's very interesting. I didn't know that before before booking him on the show, but. He's a meal replacement entrepreneur. It's really uh, amazing, too. Really? I, I can't wait to he- it's for you to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, his name is Bross Window. Uh, please uh, welcome, Bross. Oh, I, wait, you got to turn your microphone on. Uh, okay. The second week in a row, I've done that. Hello. Hi, Hi Hello. Bross. Hi. Hi. Bross. Hey, how's it going? Guys? Oh, it's great to see you, Bross. Great to see you, too. Oh, man. You got, that's like a handshake. Like, what is that? That's a long secret handshake. It's it looks like. 12 parts. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, Ooh. Each one represents an important thing. Okay, I don't know. I don't even I know base how, all my, physically uh, how you're doing on what you're doing right now. with people that I know. Yeah. Wow. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll what? have a a handshake at some point, I'm sure. <gasps> you think so? Maybe. I would love that. All right. <laughs> so, Bross, you are a uh, meal replacement entrepreneur. Yeah, that's my new thing. What What exactly is that? Well, do you know what a meal is? Yes. Do you know what a replacement is? Uh, famous band. Think about how you're, uh, you know, you're gonna replace something. Okay. And so that's a meal. And so you just instead of having a meal, you just, uh, you drink one of my shakes. Oh, it's like a, it's like a shake. It's well, it's a meal replacement because uh, we're not legally allowed to say shake. Oh, you're not. Mm-mm. You just did though. <laughs> well, you uh, said drink one of my shakes. Like, like stresses. Difference. Yeah, the like is is the legal. Do you difference. know similes? Say like. Similes and it's like a shake. Similes and, and metaphors. Similar to a shake. Okay. It's, it's, it's in a it's shake adjacent. It's in a cup. Okay. Yeah. Or a uh, bag. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. What would you prefer? What's your preferred method? I uh, I tend to use the bag. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the go. Mm-hmm. But you know they're plastic, so I don't. Tr- I try to put them in cups sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so what exactly is it? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So meal replacement uh, that I created is a proprietary blend of uh, a lot of different vegetables and herbs and uh, some uh, some um, aftermarket uh, drugs. Uh, <laughs> like? Like? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So <laughs> it's... Uh, some of it is proprietary, like I said, so we're not legally allowed to tell you. Okay. And when I say we, it's just mainly me, because yeah. I'm just the only one put bags, uh, putting these in bags right now. Uh, so, for example, um, one of the ingredients... Like Ziploc bags, yeah? Well, it is, right now, it is, but we're not legally allowed to say Ziploc bags, because that's a... <laughs> Ziploc adjacent. Ziplo- yeah, so. It's similar to a Ziploc bag that I created on my own, but... Um, oh, I, think, I feel like we're getting off topic here a little bit. Well, I do. It's the, but the meal replacement is inside of it. Oh, okay. So, anyways, but it has like a seal technology. It it does. Kiss by Rose. All right, continue. I'm glad you asked me to continue. Okay, <laughs> so the thing is, is uh, what was the question? Uh, what what kind of drugs? Okay, well, here's the thing: is that this is a proprietary blend, so a lot of it is uh, bound up in legal technologies, sure, or whatnot. And so I'm not really allowed to tell you, but, you know, just because it's between me and you and on the show and I want to people get people excited about having a meal replacement, I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. Feel free to take a breath. Well, it's just, <laughs> it's not that, uh, I mean, my breathing is fine. It's just that I'm <laughs> more just kind of amped because I have so much energy from these meal replacements. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, so what is the purpose of these meal replacements? Like, how are they okay, supposed to well, make me feel? Okay, well, I mean, I, how are they supposed to make you feel is a really loaded question, <laughs> but I would say that they're good for you and that oh. you'll have a lot of energy and you'll feel pretty good every time you have one. Uh, say goodbye to the annoyance of things like broccoli or turnips oh, or God. french fries. Oh, I mean, oh. how annoying is it to eat french fries all fuck the time, Fuck, Mary right? kill, broccoli, turnips, french fries. Uh, fuck french fries. Fuck uh, marry <laughs> turnips and kill broccoli. Correct. That's the right answer. Thank you. That's the only answer. All right. So uh, you asked what was in the meal replacement. I'm glad you asked. So, anyways, there's uh, <laughs> there's aftermarket. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. What? what is it supposed to do for you? Okay. What is it supposed to do for you? I'm glad you asked. So that's <laughs> the thing is that, like I said, it gives you a lot of energy. It makes your brain fire like faster than it would. It sounds like so, you're burning. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel, but burning, like, in a good way. Like, I'm a fire in the forest, and I'm 10 feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, I'm the fire in the... Okay, so I'm glad you asked me to do that, because <laughs> I feel better that, that way anyways. So, but the thing, the like, did you ever see the the Wicker Man? Yeah. You feel like that. The, which part? <laughs> like, the man. The bees? The man that's... Well, the, the bees is another thing, but <laughs> the man that's on fire in the woods, that's how you feel. With the man in its head? Yeah. Well, you are that. The man in the head is the brain, and then your body is the wicker. And Your brain you is believe. Nick. With your shakes, your brain is Nick Cage and Wicker Man. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, it is. It's totally like that. Wow. Guys, I know you might think this is funny, uh, but take it from me. It's not that funny. No? Yeah. What, what what word would you use to describe it? I would, uh, enlightenment. Wow. Power. What got Fire. you interested in doing this? Well, um, it's hard to say. 
there's a lot of things that happened to me at a certain point in my life. Uh, my wife divorced me. Oh, uh, she left for this guy uh, in, that we met in the Bahamas that was just our tour guide. And she somehow fell in love with him secretly and uh, went back to live with him in the Bahamas. Sounds great. No, it's not great. He sounds great. Well, and uh, that's what my wife would say. So, great. I'm glad you agree with my wife. Yeah. I don't agree with it. Ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, well, she's still kind of my wife, Cindy, out there. Yeah. Okay. Still technically married? Technically married. Yeah, she, I won't give her a divorce yet. Oh, good. Mm-mm. Doesn't deserve it. Keep her, keep her tagging We're getting on. way off track, aren't we? We're supposed yes. to just talk about the meal replacements? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they're twelve ninety five uh, per day. No, but like, how did you get what? interested in? This? Okay, so your yeah, brain is really you yeah. I'm no. So, so I'm saying it's like a fires the cylinders. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, that's uh, how I got interested. Was that I got the divorce? I was working at. I was working at an apple orchard for a lot of years, and uh, I finally decided that I didn't want to work at an apple orchard anymore because it was not fulfilling. I was feeling sluggish, tired, slow, <laughs> out of sorts. I fell asleep all the time. I didn't have. I had inflammation in my back and my lower groin area. I was not feeling good. I was not doing well with my life, and a lot of my personal relationships were suffering from all of this inflammation. Mm-hmm. So I decided one day, let me just take some proprietary ingredients that I'm not allowed to disclose legally and put them into a bag and grind them up. I put them in the bag. I poked a hole in the bag and I started drinking it once a day, twice a day, three times a day. I was doing it five times a day. I got up to eight times a day. Oh, then God. The bags too got, many meals. The, well, the bags got... Did you some, normally eat eight was, meals a day? Well, I was optimizing my meal intake. So I was trying to make my meals as small as possible, but making them as dense and nutrient-rich as possible. Sure. But there were some unintended side effects from the original run, the beta test of it. And, um, you know, I apologize to uh, my friend Brandon for that. (laughs) What happened? Brandon? Yes. Man, why did I bring this up? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to sound bad, but remember, this was the beta test. Yeah. At this point, we were using a feline painkiller. as Oh, boy. Yeah. Feline painkiller is one of our ingredients, which is no longer in... The proprietary ingredients. Good. And one of the side effects of the feline painkiller, if you might know, is that feline painkillers tend to make human brains react a little bit differently. (laughs) Like how? Like, uh, okay, well, imagine if you're just walking down the street now. uh, That's normal. Now, if you're walking down the street and you have feline painkillers... Uh, imagine uh, everything's on fire. It looks like it's on fire and people are screaming. That might happen. That's just one of those <laughs> things that might happen. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that to Brandon. Who, I'm sorry. Brandon is uh, not doing meal replacements anymore. He's also <laughs> not he, my friend. Is he doing okay now? I don't know. You know I have idea. no idea. He went out to the sea. <laughs> he went out to sea. I'm, mm-hmm. going, I'm going out to sea. Maybe yeah. we'll see him out there. Yeah, he went on a, he went on a, he had a boat that he built. Wow. Yeah. He built it. Mm-hmm. Did he have any uh, experience talking... building boats before that? No. But, you know, we're talking way too much about Brandon right now, and I'd love <laughs> to get back to the meal replacements. Sure, sure, okay? sure. So I have one right here. Ooh. Uh, oh, I, wrote like, your, I wrote your name on it. Like, uh, I drew a little green picture. apple? It is all green. It is very green. What are the specs? The specs are 12.8 nut ounces. That's about it. Great. Did you want to know any other specs? Um, I meant like the col- the the dark specks in the green. Now, what is the liquid in here that's yeah. making it slush oh, around? I'm glad you asked. That's a proprietary uh, okay. formula of uh, mixture. Okay, but uh, it feels very slimy. It's viscous. Yes, it's a very viscous blend. So, you might burn when you taste it a oh, little bit. Okay, what? 
I just don't like the idea of burning. Well, do you want to burn um, calories me- mentally? I like to burn calories. You want your brain fire on all cylinders? Uh, you look scared right now. I'm sorry if I've... I'm looking for Darren to Darren for like uh, a I've, confirmation I've, that this is okay to do. It's okay. It's I mean, it's a proprietary answer, okay. but it's definitely okay. Have you taken Probably. these? That's a good answer. I will not disclose that information. Oh, good. Darren will not take those. Oh, no. Okay. He has refused multiple times. So do times. you want me to take this right now? Or if you wouldn't mind, it could be a really good showcase of the blend. Okay. Yeah. What do I just like pull this little tab out the bottom like an udder? Like... Yeah, and just suck it down. Okay. Like, do a little. Yeah. Just go. like that. No, yeah. all of it. <clears throat> Ignore the burning. Wow. There you go. That is like... That's a different shade of red. Your cheeks are starting to turn. There you go. You got to take it all down. Wow. Now the get, first... How'd you get carbonation in that? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'd love to answer that, but I think you know the answer to that. Ugh. It's proprietary. Yeah. <laughs> so Ugh. you may experience severe oh, do- vomiting for the first month of the meal replacement. <laughs> That's you, really bad. You look good. I don't feel good. You look good. real good right now. I don't feel You're good. You're looking really good. You might have uh, <sighs> noticed that my eyebrows are much bigger than most people's. I can't even look up right now. Just take a look. Take a glance. Most people, it's the first thing they mention. They call me eyebrow guy sometimes. Your head is getting bigger. Yeah, that's going to do that. The feline uh, feline painkiller. You said there's a, there weren't feline painkillers in this uh, anymore. Well, technically, what I said, as far as lawyers are concerned, is that I said it used to be in there. It is also still in there. You said it wasn't in there anymore. It's a different feline painkiller. Oh, my God. So it's okay. Just let it wash over you. You may experience some delusions of grandeur or hallucinations or false enlightenment. Darren has the face of David Duchovny right now. Aw. That's it's, cartoons. It's so cartoons. Ay, 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 this is very bad. I feel like my throat is exploding. Well, that's a, that's a normal side effect of it. But how you do this eight times a day? Yeah, eight times a day. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't I've gotten up as high as 18 times like a day. You. Oh, it's it's cartoons? What do I, can, I say <laughs> can I say that? It's cartoons? I'm, yeah. Oh. Uh, you will tend to lick your lips a lot throughout the day. I don't feel like I don't have lips right now. Yeah, that's why you, you lick them. Oh. That's why you'll be licking them. Oh. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is kind of like, you know, it's a meal replacement, but it's also kind of a journey uh, to the other side of consciousness. Uh, (laughs) This is a very strange feeling. Yeah. Well, if you start to feel lost, just put your hands on the table flat, your feet on the floor flat, and just look up and just, you know, keep in mind that we're all part of one gigantic universe and you're a tiny cog in it. All right. Hey, this is a great interview so far. I think things are going really well. Oh, yeah, look your lips. Good. Nice. Yeah, that looks good. Hey, you're looking good right now. Hey, uh, looks like I could take over the show if I wanted to right now, but I won't. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take over the podcast. Hey, Michael, uh, uh-huh. so glad I could have you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. It's been a great episode. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, we had Darren from Planet End Theater earlier wow. today. Yeah, uh, hey. we had um, Resin Re- Resnos. Remnos. 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 We had Reb Remnos. Remnos. We had uh, the um, the thing. The 
Dinah Jones. Dinah Jones. Uh, who? We had Dinah, Dinah Jones. Oh. I'm just kidding. I would never take over your podcast. Oh, this is my podcast. (laughs) This is your podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. I got some notes here in front of me. Wow, this has been a great show. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. (laughs) Is it the end of the show? I think it. I think so. Okay, well, uh, you got to let people know where they can buy Uh, the meal replacements, right? Well, I think it's time for you to go at least. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to, my memory's starting to come back to me a little bit. Kicking me up? I I think it's probably best that you go, Bross. Can we? Fine. Want to do the the thing? Do the handshake All again. Right. The handshake. Twelve. That was twelve. Yep. You're For every. I need you to get out of my sight. I can I have a handshake with you? I think we have one now. All right. Ow! Ow! That's a side effect. Uh. Meal replace. You know, I'm glad you asked for having me on here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you got to go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's just another podcast that I've been kicked off, so that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about podcasts and my style. I guess it just doesn't fit. Um, well, I guess I'll just go home and kind of be sad about this. All right. That's me being vulnerable right now. All right. Bye, bros. <sighs> Bye, I guess. Yeah. I mean, seriously, are you kicking me out of the podcast? Yeah. Well, I got some more stuff I want to talk about with Darren, but you wow. just being around makes me uncomfortable. Why do people keep saying that? I don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> you, you just drugged me. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked about that. Well, let me just say, I'm glad you asked. Good night, everybody. Bye, Bross. Bye, Bross. I'll, I'll call you later. Okay. All right. I'm just going to leave now. Yeah, go. Just going to pack up my bag. <laughs> Why do you have a bag? <laughs> we have so many things, That's Bross. like a duffel bag. Well, where have you ever been where you got stuff that you needed and you didn't have it? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. I'm still feeling weird. My brain's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, you're going to realize that you're going to miss me in a few minutes, and then I'm not going to be here. How about that? I don't know about that. Bross, you never plugged the website. www.brosswindow, uh, meal replacement strategy, eightmealsaday.com. So look that up. Good. Michael, you're my new enemy. <laughs> no, I have so many enemies. I... Don't have that many. I just choose one a year. And guess what? You just landed in number one. Oh, God. <laughs> you just have one a year? Yep. I, I'm going to make a crazy wall with your face on it. A bunch of red <laughs> strings leading to your face. All How right. do you like that? <laughs> You're going to witness the full power of my brain on all cylinders. How do you think about that? I don't like it. Glad you asked. Good night. <laughs> Bye, bros. Bye, bros. Bye. See you later. Oh, God. Taking my meal replacements with me. Okay. None left for you guys. God. Be careful of this curtain. It's not on there properly. <laughs> so, Bross, uh, Darren, thanks for... Can you ask me something? No. I'm no. leaving. No. You told me to go. Goodbye. You didn't try to talk to me on no. the way out? No, I just <laughs> said the wrong name. About me. I said the wrong name because my brain's all mushed up now. Firing all cylinders. Firing all cylinders. <laughs> Bros, be careful of the curtain, Bros. He hit his head on the wall. Bye, Bros. Oh, God. Bye. Oh, boy. So I. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rod just fell on his yeah, head. Yeah, the curtain just fell. Oh, God. Bye. Bye, Bros. Bye, I don't know how you got it to hang like that. That's remarkable. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, so Darren, uh, you, you had a tune that you wanted to, to perform for I'm us. playing guitar? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know any songs. <laughs> you did, did you want to perform a, you brought your guitar? I brought my guitar. Then? You know what? Uh, no. So yesterday I, um, yesterday I got to meet Wayne Dang, Kramer. Dang, you can, he slammed the door. He did slam the door. 
Uh, I got to... Man, I'm going to play like a downer song. Ooh. You want to know why? Because I practice it. I'm not talking anywhere near the mic because I'm grabbing the guitar. Um, man, I learned this song this morning. You learned uh, the song this morning. So here's a cool thing. I didn't, write this, song. I didn't write dreams. this song at all. I just feel like playing it. Okay. Um, because why the hell not? Yeah. I also don't know all the words to it, so Go I'm going to have my phone out. So hopefully yeah. it doesn't feed back. I trust it. Um, hopefully this doesn't suck. So um, one of the things I uh, yesterday I got to I got to meet Wayne Kramer. Yeah. The uh, uh, MC5 mm-hmm. uh, band leader and. Uh, lead guitarist, uh, some would say the the band that created punk rock. Yeah. Um, in you know the late sixties, early seventies, uh, from from Lincoln Park and Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing about him is, so yesterday he he wrote oh, so he wrote a book and he's on this book tour and um, we got him to make a stop at the Hamtramck Public Library and also. Um, and also, he stopped by Aunt Hall to meet some some people and sign some stuff and to get his book to some folks. Uh, so it was super cool. I got to talk to him. I got to moderate the question and answer portion of his his book tour stop in Hamtramck, and it was so cool. Um, but one of the cool things about him in general too is he's he's a, a sober person. Uh, he's got I think 20, 20 years of sobriety. Nice. Uh, and um, in prep for. Um, Talking to him and getting to meet with him, I really dug deeper into his later life uh, discography, I guess. And on one of his albums, um, there's this song that is clearly about sobriety, but I totally like it. And so, uh, oh, check this out. Oh, yeah, he signed signed this guitar, man. What does it say? This tool kills? This tool kills hate is what he wrote on my guitar uh, when I got to talk to him yesterday. But, um... Man, it's so weird playing a guitar that's on one, the headphones. The headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, go one ear. No shot of sobriety will bury the demons. Demand obedience In pure self-destruction In anger and hang-ups In funky behavior It's not Happy Valley Or a cheap ticket to heaven I'm plagued with indifference I can't find the value and I'm searching for meaning But we found disappointment In grinding frustration and seeking our shelter But then finding redemption In the arms of a loved one Yeah, I've flown on wings of madness And sure I've had a fall from grace Yeah, it's all part of the process There ain't no easy way out of this 
There ain't no easy road home There ain't no easy way out of this Without your kiss and your hand to hold No spiritual group think It's lack of detachment Or 12-step Jesus Or career opportunist Or natural medicine can bring me the comfort that's found in the arms of the ones that love me. Yeah, I've flown on wings of madness. And sure, I've had a fall from grace. Yeah, it's all part of the process. There ain't no easy way out of this There ain't no easy road home There ain't no easy way out of this Without your kiss and your hand to hold There ain't no simple solution There ain't no miracle cure There ain't no easy way out of this Without your kiss and your tenderness That's a no easy way out by Wayne Kramer. Yeah. Uh, I fucked it up a little bit, but I just learned that song this morning. That because, was amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I I wanted to. Yeah, uh, I I, I want to read that book. Read his book, the the hard stuff. Um, he wrote it land of last year. Uh, and uh, as a uh, somebody in the the music community, uh, and also somebody who has struggled with addiction, it was uh, super eye opening. Because you think about like rock memoirs, and a lot of them are, um, you know, kind of glamorize the yeah. and romanticize the the bullshit of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's so not that. It's so like this story of. Uh, the point is, read read his book, everybody. If, Heck if, yeah. if you have an opportunity, uh, it's such a good book. It won uh, a Michigan Notable Book Award. Uh, that's why uh, one of the reasons he's touring with it is because the accolades it's achieved. Nice, very cool. Thank you so much for being on the show, Darren. You are one of the most interesting people that I know. <laughs> I <laughs> could talk man. to you for hours. I appreciate hours. it. Uh, um, I'll ha- have me back anytime. Just let me know when I'll be there. Definitely will. Uh, but what's next for for you and what's next for the ant? Man, for for me personally, hang on, I'm going to set this guitar over here. Um, yay. Yay. I'm going to close this. Um, what's next for me? Uh, I am... I'm really uh, setting my my personal artistic goals are, are are going on working going towards working on some some music. I'm I'm hoping to to put out at least a, f- a few songs uh, at some point this year. I haven't decided yet if it's gonna be um, if it's gonna be more. You know, class classically, I, I've loved to play in loud kind of garage rock bands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, that's my one of my favorite things. But lately, I've been really working on stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. the solo acoustic stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm focusing on some music stuff in my free time. Not that I have much of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is gonna be an exciting exciting year for Planet Ant. I think we're we're yeah. making a few. Um, 
we're, we're pushing forward and and primarily we're going to make a, a kind of a a return to planet ants more creative and out there theatrical roots while at the same time pushing the the sketch and, and comedy stuff forward um video production is going to be something that's uh we're we're pushing forward hard on um, very cool so it's going to be it's going to be a ton of fun um but also um uh, I'm excited. We haven't announced our, our our black box seasons for next year, uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it's exciting. I think a lot of the 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 more classic theatrical community will be happy to see um, a list of some of the stuff we're doing. Very cool. Uh, we have a, a few big collaborations that I wish I could talk about, but oh. the final contracts aren't done. But we, we you know there's a chance that we'll be doing um, one of my favorite big. Uh, musical shows uh, early next year uh hopefully at, those details get locked in so i can announce it at um, what at the ant hall or at, at the, the ant hall at the black box? it will uh, if it goes through it will be the, the one of the biggest things we've ever attempted so that'll oh be God. there's a tease everybody i'm gonna tease the hell out of this <laughs> follow planet um, ant on facebook follow planet ant on to, facebook uh, planetant.com slash calendar yeah find all the events <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I, I am just excited to see this community continue to grow. I think uh, the independent and, and the stand-up aspect yep. of everything we're doing, uh, we've been for years and years and years trying to find a way to get improvisers and stand-up folks to work together. Yeah. Uh, and those of you out there who, who do listen to um, the wider spectrum of Planet podcasts will see that a lot of these stand-up comedians are coming together with these improvisers to kind of, um, you know, it's this cool new generation of these planet performers where there's this weird overlap between scripted stand-up and improvised shows which like uh it, it's really cool to see these stand-up yeah. comedians pushing the boundaries of what stand-up can be and these improvisers learning these different um aspects of timing and reading a room and incorporating them with improv it's really making the the whole community a lot stronger to see these folks yeah. all working together uh and it, it's it's crazy to see people who've been just Hardline improvisers for years getting up and trying and trying yeah. to do stand up open mics in a place that's so comfortable to them. You yeah. know, it's uh, so anybody who doesn't know the Independent Comedy Club, uh, it opened. Um, it's the back room in Ant Hall behind uh, Ghostlight down down the hallway there, and it runs every Friday and Saturday night. Um, it's it's pretty cool. A bunch of local. It's the third bathroom, as they call it. The third bathroom, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they um, it's it's like. Uh, Connor Mead and, and Bart Dangus and uh, Brett Mercer and, and, and EJ Watts, a hundred of these, uh, not a hundred, uh, a few of these uh, <laughs> local producers who produce local shows, like Bark, Bark stand-up shows, approached me. And they, um, you know, they had a good idea. They wanted to kind of unite this this really non-localized scene with a hub with the intention of, of strengthening outward yeah. rather than trying to directly compete or yeah. or... or you know, they they approached this whole thing with a very um, uh, a community based uh, mentality, mm-hmm. where what they're looking for is a place that can can host multiple open mics, but also bring in uh, bigger names to really leverage the yeah, local and community. Some, and we've had, had some, some cool people. Ones. I mean, we had Eddie Pepitone, who is yeah. just like a, a champ, man. I mean, 
some of that crew for the like last year they brought in Tony Hinchcliffe with the Motor City uh, uh, Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. And we had Danny Brown was the guest on the Kill Tony live podcast recorded at Ant Hall. Um, I don't know. It's, I didn't it's, even know about that. Danny yeah, Brown. it was wow. Danny Brown showed up the day of. We didn't wow. even know, and he was he was the guest. It was crazy, but they um, you know they they keep bringing in uh different folks they brought in uh lee camp was one of yep. them from redacted tonight who was you know he's he's awesome uh they had uh, this guy sean Patton, who was uh hilarious pack i mean they they are doing a good job that room is um it's cool they're they're bringing in big names uh and local favorites like you know horse jeff horst and and uh other Love friends yeah exactly so uh and you know mike ishak frequently stops by all these folks who are who are longtime friends um but also um names that that haven't really it's an easy way to get planet ant's name out there you know too which is it's a great thing because you know there's a lot of uh stand-up comedians who are just you know they're happy to make a stop here even if they're doing a big show somewhere else they can stop in and get a 15 minute guest spot at, at the independent anytime, which is kind of the, the, the comedy store model uh, in LA where, you know, it's just any, any of these big names can just show up. Yeah. And so um, it's a cool, it's a really cool feeling. It's a really intimate space. Um, it, you know, 50 people in that room is body to body. Uh, and then if we ever bring in somebody too big for that, we just kill go, them. Right, go right and kill them. We kill them. Oh, we just go right in the hall. Um, and so yeah. it's a really it's a it's a unique thing. I think it's a unique size room and a unique mentality. Uh, there's not many comedy clubs that are are uh, out there with the. I mean, it's the same thing as the Ant. I mean, the community minded spaces. Um, it's, it feels special, you know. It is special. Hell yeah! And you're special. You're cartoons, man. It's cartoons. This whole <laughs> thing is cartoons. Uh, awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing that next season. Uh, list next season next list. season yeah. list. Yeah. uh it'll be soon it'll be soon yes uh awesome thanks so much for being on the show Darren. yeah happy to do it you freaking rock my socks off oh uh so yeah great uh in, in case you didn't realize that it was a joke today's not actually the last episode of the michael pre variety it's not oh, i'm less special than i thought yeah. now oh, no it's not yeah. cartoon i mean yeah. i hope not I, I i hope i don't like yeah well, I'm glad to hear that. Die. I uh, I'm I'm glad to for another hundred and thirty flirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Um Ca- so guys, to close out the show, here is another tune by our friends at Red Nose. Here is Angel Friend. We'll be back next week with more fun. Bye. Yeah.
Lost my luck somewhere, don't know Blew my chances digging Now I can't conceive the things I own No, I can't conceive the things I own What to do for now? Ah, what to do for now? What to do for now? Ah. Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.